Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of SAP and Chance. Here we are. It's Thursday afternoon, two days away from Super Saturday, as I call it. Chock full of fights for that day. But joined with me, as always, is our man with the master plan, Mr. Chance Michaels. Chance, how are you, buddy? Doing pretty good. How about yourself? Can't complain, man. All is good in the world. Uh, my world, anyways. I can't speak for the rest of the world. But um, yeah, everything is going well. Wow, Saturday is shaping up to be a crazy day of boxing, man. It, when they say it comes in waves, it comes in waves. It's been pretty quiet. We've had matches, but nothing like this Saturday. This Saturday is just just wall to wall. Where do we start? Um, why don't we Pick start one. in America? Why don't we start in the States? All right. Berkeley Center. Um, the co-main event for this night is one Caleb Plant going up against uh, Anthony Darrell. Uh, this is a super middleweight eliminator fight uh, for the WBC title um, held by Canelo. Caleb Plant, first fight coming off the defeat to Canelo Alvarez. He took a little while to get back into the ring. I think he was looking for an opportunity, the quickest way back to the title. I, I don't know, man. This should be an interesting fight. I think it's his to lose again, to be honest. He's a favorite. Well, he has to be. Durrell's, what, 37? He's, like, near the end of his career. Yeah, this is, I think uh, it's more of, like, a tune-up fight for Plant. Or at least well, they, that's what they're hoping it'll be. Well, I mean, whatever it might be. I mean, either way, it's, it's going to put him right back into the title picture contendership again. So, you know, it all kind of... Good co-main event, though. Most boxing cards only have one good fight, at least on the marquee. But at least there's some names that people know. Most boxing fights, you get the main event, a bunch of no-namers they've never heard of. Not well, saying this... those fights can't be good. Yeah. But at least this time we know the guy. Well, this this is an interesting one, man. Um, I mean, you got Frank Sanchez on this card as well. You got um, hold on here. Let me just get back here to take a quick peek at what's the rest of this card looks like here. I can't find it, but like I said, for, for the most part, all seven fights are pretty pretty good. Um, pretty solid card. This is a pay per view too. Yeah, so it's a pay per view. And the main event of the night is Deontay Wilder against one Robert Hellenius, um, former training partner of his. Uh, he's coming off of two impressive back-to-back -back knockout wins himself. That is um, Hellenius. Um, heavy favorite is Deontay yeah, he Wilder. Yeah, he had a knockout undercard of Fury Wilder 3. So. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Uh, he's knocked that guy, same guy out, Anthony um his last name eludes me, but I remember Quanchuk or something Quanchuk like that. Quanchuk or something, yeah. yeah. Uh, he knocked him out back-to-back times. So, you know, they fought yeah. twice in a row and he, he handled them both times. Now, that being said, I you know, no disrespect to Quanchuk, but he ain't not Deontay Wilder in any no, way. No, not even close. But that being said, there is a chance that this guy could actually pull off an upset, if you want to call it an upset. It might be an upset, according to the Sharps. Deontay Wilder's an eight to one favorite. So people that don't know betting, you got to put eight hundred dollars on Deontay to win a hundred. Yeah, no, that makes sense. They got uh, Robert at a five to one underdog. So the books are giving Robert no respect. Basically, well, by looking at the line, they're saying he'll last five, six rounds and be KO'd. Possibly, you know. I mean, that seems to be the story right. in most of his fights. That is Deontay Wilder's. But here's the thing: Did Tyson Fury write the book on how to beat him now? I think so. And I think another thing that people aren't taking into account is that Fury knocked this guy out many times. After a while, like Chuck Liddell never used to get knocked out. Now you touch a guy's chin, he falls down. So maybe he softened his skull up a bit to set up for an upset. 
Well, possible. I'm not possible. I'm just looking at it from this perspective. Deontay Wilder, after that last fight, was pretty much done with the sport. 85% and said he right. was. Yeah. And until he had that ceremony in May in Tuska, uh, in Alabama, mm-hmm. uh, where they gave him the, the statue and whatnot, that kind of reignited him. So that being said, does he have both feet in the door here or is one foot in the door, one foot out of the door? I think he's got both feet in the door for the simple fact that this is a two and up fight for him. He wants Joshua. He's talking about a fourth fight with Fury. I hope that never happens. Fury's already beat him enough times. I want to see that again. But he wants to fight Joshua and fight Usyk and those guys. So I think he's 100% in to finish well, Robert off. I like it. And it's all about the money for him. Yeah, and I mean, taking into account also that Hellenius was a former training partner, uh, sparring partner for Deontay Wilder, so he kind of knows how he works. He does. Um, him being away from the sport and only kind of coming back into training, I, I, I kind of question, I question if, if, if he's going to be all there. I think he'll be there enough to knock this guy out. No, I'm not sure about the Joshua fight, but this fight, Deontay, it's so hard. Probably the hardest hitting headweight of all time, maybe. Well, it's a WBC eliminator title fight, right? So, I mean, again, mm-hmm. something's on the line here to to get somewhere. I just almost feel that if if, if 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 Fury has written a book on him where other guys can look at it and go, oh, okay, this is the method. This is how you do it. Yeah. You know, Hellenius is big enough that he could power him and, and push He's him He's a big back. boy, man. You know, so, I mean, I, I think perhaps maybe some of that fear and luster that other guys had to trying to endure as part of the mental game, not even the physical training or anything, you know, that, that might be easier going forward if you're facing Deontay Wilder, because now, you know, you can put him down and, you know, really if all you're preparing is for a right or a right shot, you know, I mean, who knows, like I said, but like, like you said as well, I mean, right now he's the favorite and whatnot. And, and I mean, 90, Heavy favorite, yeah. you know, 99% of me says, yeah, he should win, but I won't be surprised if it goes the other way. No, I'd like saying, to see him win just for the simple fact that I want to see a Wilder versus um, Joshua. That's been talked about for years. I want to see those two finally get it on. And I think if he wins this fight in convincing fashion, that'll probably be the next fight for those two. I disagree. I think the next fight would probably be Andy Ruiz because this being an eliminator fight, that being an eliminator fight. Yeah, that could be Ruiz. So you almost have to have those two guys go against each other to determine who's going to be the number one contender for the WCB strap. Unless unless Wilder says, forget it, and just give me Joshua. Who knows? But we'll see. The problem with Joshua is, and this is, you know, I almost get the feeling that this is predominantly on him and not his competitors. He couldn't get the fight done with Fury. You know, uh, the whole reason Fury fought Wilder is because he couldn't get the fight done with with Deontay. Exactly. So it almost makes me wonder, it's like, you know, Eddie Hearns and Matt Shroom are so scared to, and and with- They know what's going to happen if he fights Wilder and Fury, he's going down. Well, that's the thing. But I mean, they didn't think, you know, they thought the easy fights would be Usyk and Pulev. Ruiz. Ruiz. And look what happened there. Ball two two out of the three beat him right yeah I mean they exposed him for what he was I mean he just he's lost something he doesn't hit anymore he doesn't take chances anymore his one of his trainers ex trainers was saying that when he got clocked in that Klitschko fight he said in the half I don't like fighting like that so I think that kind of made him more hesitant he's not the same Joshua he was when he fought Klitschko when Klitschko no. rang his bell although he won the fight it still hurt him. But, but that's boxing, man. You've got to be prepared to be hit. If you don't like being hit, then fucking open up a flower shop or something, man. No, I hear you. I guess Blitzko maybe hit harder as he's ever been hit. I'm not sure what it was. Maybe he scared him. I don't know. But he's definitely lost something. I don't know what it is, but... He he lost some nerve. He He's, he's fighting with fear. 
Yeah. You know, ultimately, that's what I think it is, is John Anthony Joshua is fighting with fear. He's afraid to get hurt. He's being too defensive. And because of that, it's costing him, man. And you don't want to fight with fear when you're fighting Fury and Wilder, that's for sure. Well, the guy's got power. That's the worst part of it. He has good, strong, solid power that could have knocked out Ruiz easily. Mm -hmm. You know you know what kind of chin that little guy has? Yeah. Right? Usyk comes up to his fucking tit. He could have knocked him out too. Yeah. Right? He's just afraid to open up and let the power show. Yeah, and, and and as much as everyone wants to talk about talk about that ninth and tenth round, was it the ninth round? Yeah, it was the ninth round. Yeah, it was against yeah. Usyk in the second fight. Even that looked feeble. I don't. It, it didn't look like he was coming in with full power or ferocity or anything. He was just kind of standing there, just kind of throwing as many punches as he can and hoping one would get in there somehow. You know, that's what yeah. I saw. That's what I saw. Yeah. No, I kind of agree with you on that. Right. You know. So. That's New York, my friend. Going to be a That's fun New night. York. I hope people, I hope yeah. people order the pay per view. Well, it's going to be an interesting night uh, in that sense. And then let's move over to Australia now. We're on the same night, but the next day, if that makes sense to you, the listener. Uh, this fight will be taking place in Melbourne, Australia, at the Rob Laver Arena, where they hold the Australian Open. Uh, it's a smaller venue. Um, Basically, we're looking at Devin Haney versus George Cambosis Jr. too. What do you think is going to happen? Anything Cambosa? He says he likes being underdog. Well, he likes being underdog, but here's the thing. I mean, in order, he was outclassed, he was outjabbed, oh, yeah. and he time. was outboxed, right? Yeah. You know, and as we were just talking about Joshua, the only thing that could potentially sway things for for George in this fight is to come out even more aggressively and, and not to be tentative. But he did try that in the first fight. The first three rounds, he tried to be ferocious. It's going to get him. But he couldn't get at him. He just couldn't do it. So you got to figure, no matter what George has done in preparation, whatever he's changed, you got to figure Haney's done the same thing. You know, he's now that they fought each other, he knows what his power is like. He knows what to kind of expect from him in, in, in that sense. Um, I mean, it's, it's well, George hard... getting no respect in this fight because they have um, Haney as an eight to one favorite. Same thing as with the Deontay fight, eight to one favorite. You got about 800 bucks and 100 on Devin Haney. So basically, yeah. the Sharks are saying he's going to get raw. And, but you never know. Campos is not going to get knocked out. I think it's going to go decision. No, I probably will go decision again. I mean, I, we did see him get knocked down in the ninth against Tiafimo. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so so that's always a possibility. Possibility, but, but but I think you know, what do you do? What 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 can he do? Like he, I think he's just gonna be a little more aggressive, a little more forceful, and but, hopefully, but he has to be very up. careful too, right? I mean, that's the thing. I, it, well, he's got nothing to lose now. This is a rematch. If he doesn't win this fight, he's not gonna get the big fights for a while. He said he might retire actually. Well, so, I mean, whatever the case. Which nobody in boxing ever stays retired. And when any time a boxer is retiring, it's all crap. It's just a money grab. Well, to buy their yeah. pay per view. Fury does it. Mayweather does it. They all do it. It's all crap. Yeah, but yeah, no fair play. Um, George, I think is just gonna have to kind of you know throw caution to the wind in this one. Yeah. You know, if he if he did if he feels he has a chance, but you know. On the flip side of that, is, I like this George compared to the George we seen last fight. Last fight, he's being cocky, calling the guy a rat, 
a snitch, which maybe he is, maybe he isn't. This time he's doing old George. I'm the underdog. I'm here to fight. Let's go. He's more, he seems more focused this time. I'm not saying he's going to win, but I like what I'm hearing from him at least. Well, I mean, he'll never made it, but the pressure got to him the first time, you know, mm -hmm. first, first major, well, not first major, but, you know, after a very long time, a very major card, a very in his major, home country as a headliner. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. You know, it's been a long time. Australia had something like that outside of maybe the UFC. And that didn't happen very well either when Robert Whitaker lost to Adesanya, um, which was even interesting because in that case, it'd be New Zealand versus Australia, which is more kind of close to home for them down there. Um, yeah, George had a lot of pressure on him on that first fight. He won't admit it. He still won't admit it to this day. No, but yeah, he felt he, though. You could see he was getting yeah, nervous. Yeah, but but this time around, you know, the, the nerves still have to be there, but the pressure isn't because no one's expecting him to win. I don't think no, anyone was expecting him to lose. But the thing is, no one expected him to win the first one either. <laughs> That's true, but this time even less people expect it. He's kind of like he's in the same spot he was with Tiafimo Lopez. This guy's gonna lose. He doesn't have a chance. So I think he's a little more comfortable when everybody's everybody, even his own media in Australia, saying he's probably not gonna win this fight. Well, the guy went dark for a while, which you know shows you know an indication of where he's at. He went dark. He ended up living in the gym, sleeping there with the TV yeah. and and whatnot, just to train and stay away from everybody. He's going all in here. He's going all in. So I mean, I I don't expect I this want him to, win to be a cakewalk. His training partner and his friend, so I'm rooting for him. I don't think he will though. However, yeah. I'd like to see him win. Not fair play. I I mean, I I kind of like Devin Haney, so I'll go yeah, like that sense, right? Um, I like both guys. I you know what? At the end of the day, it made the best man win. I don't have any yeah. kind of beef with either one of the guys. I mean, whoever no, I don't wins, both yeah, yeah, whoever wins wins this one. They're right? both good guys at the end of the day on this one. Yeah, no, for sure, hundred percent. And you know, I, I think um, I don't think you sleep on this. I think I think it's going to be a bit more competitive. Personally, uh, I, I still think he gets out box. I still think he gets out finesse. Uh, George I think does. So too. But I think there will be a bit more excitement, maybe than the first fight was. I mean, like I said, he stood behind his jab for most of that fight. Yeah. Right. I mean, George has to force him out of that zone, and I think that's with aggressiveness. But with that also comes with being open to shots, right? So, I mean, chances are we might see a knockout here too. I think this fight should be more exciting than the first one. The first one was good, but it wasn't like you were on the edge of your seat, as a lot of would say. You know, you're yeah. in the middle of your seat for this one. I think this one will see a little more action simply because George wants to press. He wants to get that win. And if yeah. he wins, we're going to see a third fight. Yeah. Well, I hope not because, I mean, you've got a couple dudes in the wings waiting, man. Yeah. Um, so... I'll be watching it. I hope it's exciting. You know, I like both guys. I'm cheering for George, but most, yeah. most likely I got Haney by decision. What do you got? Well, I'm going to go with Haney, Haney by decision as well. I, that's the safest bet just based on what we saw in the last fight and the style yeah. that kind of happened. But, you know, a knockout would not surprise me primarily for the fact that, you know, it's potential. I mean, one simple mistake, too much of aggression, you know, you're opening yourself up and these, you know, a ring IQ and, and, and a ring technician that Haney is, you won't, you know, have a very long window of opportunity to close before no. he connects to you. So, you know, uh, Haney by decision, I think that's the fair call to make. Uh, I'll say Deontay in the eighth round. Knockout. And I think gonna, Deontay even quicker. I'm going to say five rounds of under, he's going to put him out. No, I'm going to say eight. I, I think, again, he's going to be a bit tentative. I think he's going to be on the back foot a bit. 
it's going to take him a few rounds just to kind of get comfortable again and feel his way around. Uh, Dyrell, knowing who he is and sparred with him many a time, you know, he's going to Robert. Robert, sorry. Robert Hellenius, yeah, he, he's going to have to, um, I think Deontay's going to have to play cautious a little bit, you know. I mean, there's a lot riding on the line from here, too. I mean, yeah, this, this is, be... I just see it as a tune-up fight. Just throw this guy, throw him a bone, knock this guy out, get up in the mix again and get with the U6 and Joshua. That's how I see it. Well, and again, you're not wrong. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think your approach or view is wrong. I just think that, I think people are sleeping on this a little bit. I think this is possible. I'd mean, like to see it upset, so it's fine. I, I, I don't think the outcome is going to change. I think the outcome is the outcome, but how the outcome happens is what's going to be interesting. Yeah, you know, I almost see this being like an Ortiz fight where he's basically outpointed for five, six rounds, and then he just comes in with that one shot. Amazing. Yeah, he's got right. so much crazy power. It's scary. I've always been curious to know how many fights has of all his fights that he's been in. How many fights has he been behind on the card until the knockout blow? That I'm not sure of. Neither I'm am I. Sure. I'm just curious. It's just a thought I had right now. So, you know. Um, so, yeah, so we got that. All right. But the day starts out in England at the O2 Arena. Um, this was supposed to happen about a month ago, but the Queen died and they postponed it till now. Um, a huge women's card. Uh, this is actually, I'll be honest, man, of all the fights that we've talked about here, I think the promotion and the media outreach or, or, or just the, the, the outreach to promote it, these guys did an amazing job, man. You got Clarissa Shields against Savannah Marshall. Um, these two definitely do not like each other. It's it's going to be an interesting fight. They got a long history together. Huge history. I mean, the only defeat that Clarissa Shields ever suffered in her career was against uh, Savannah Marshall uh, in the amateurs. Yeah. You know, that was 10 years ago, 10, 12 years ago, maybe now, something like that. But, you know, it's just kind of like that's been eating at Clarissa Shields for a long time. I mean, she she's a self-professed quote of women's boxing, you know, and, and you know, to a large extent, it's really hard to argue. The woman is so skilled and, and you know, so strong. Um, I'm looking forward to this fight in particular. It's just the back and forth that build up to this. Um, if you get it, I'm not going to watch this fight. There's too many other fights I'd rather watch. I'll watch the highlights of it, maybe watch the main event the next day, but I won't watch it in real time. Yeah, I'll probably watch it in real time because I'm that guy. Uh, but the match that I'm kind of looking forward to more on this card is the co-main event has Michaela Mayer against Elisa Baumgartner. Man, these two are going back and forth, man. The barbs that they're throwing at each other. Well, they got I mean, to. They got to, they got to sell this fight. Or else nobody's going to watch it. They got to generate interest. Right? I believe they hate each other, but they got to sell this fight. Is it, well, now, here's my main question. Is it a pay-per-view or is it on free TV? Uh, it's a pay-per-view in the UK, and then it's on free TV on ESPN here. Okay, because yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, it has to be free over here. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I didn't look well, into that's why I'm asking you. Well, it's in the afternoon, right? Yeah, I mean it's coming. What sucks is going up against football. That's gonna be tough. Well, that's a Saturday, so I don't know what football it'd be bothering. Well, this is on Sunday afternoon. No, no, this is Saturday afternoon. Oh, Saturday afternoon. Okay, well, there's college football on, but yeah. Yeah, but how many people like college football unless you're an American? In America, it's huge. Yeah, I guess so. But I mean huge. I mean boxing has its own fans, right? Yeah. But I'm glad I, it's a free fight because that way people can actually tune in and watch. Not many people are going to order the fight if it was a pay-per-view. So this is smart of ESPN to showcase well, them. It, it doesn't make sense to do an afternoon pay-per-view in the States. 
Well, even if it's at seven, nobody, not many people are going to order it. It'd be under 100K. Well, anyways, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to yeah. be a fun, fun, fun afternoon with those ladies. Uh, there's a lot riding on the line. Alicia, Elisa and um, Mikhail Maragorn front disputed in their fight. And uh, Savannah Marshall and, and um, Kalisha Shields. Chris is looking to, to correct the one loss that she had in her career. Um, I'm looking forward to it, man. I think it's just going to be a great day of boxing. Uh, and that night as well, we have All-Star Wrestling as well. So, I mean, just a chock full of shit going down this Saturday, man. Um, busy day. Busy, busy day indeed. Uh, this day in boxing history, anything happen? Not in this day in boxing history, nothing happened. Nothing happened within the last week, significant. But I got, I got a boxing history for everybody. 1993, Julio Cesar Chavez fought Bob Hagen, who's American. 135,000 people, which is an all-time record in Mexico at the Aztec Arena. Obvious, um, for those who don't know, fifth round, Chavez put him down, knocked him out. But I thought I'd share that one because of just how much people showed up at the arena. And Julio Cesar Chavez is the most popular Mexican boxer of all time. I actually watched that fight a couple of days ago. It popped up on my YouTube feed. And I have announced 135,000 people. So for Bob Hagen to go from America there to go in enemy, enemy territory to fight him, wow, hats off him. I mean, he got whooped, but he still did it. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, that, that's just an insane amount of people, man, in one place. 135,000. People hey, think Canelo, like, he's popular, but Chavez is the most popular Mexican boxer of all time. Yeah. I'm talking about Chavez Sr., not, not his son. <laughs> no, 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 no. Chavez Sr., I mean, the record speaks for itself. Yeah, over like I said, I think he's got like 110 professional fights. No, he has, and he's got, you know, over 100 wins or something like that, right? I mean, but That's pretty I, I think you said it. How many, you know, taxi cab drivers count? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what he right. said. Right. Yeah. So, okay. So, basically, that's basically all of Saturday right there. All lined up. Jam-packed action. Man. Jam-packed action. Oh, what else, man? What else do you got? Anything? Well, I, mean, I was thinking, actually, we'll, we'll preview it a little bit more later as we get close to it. But I'm thinking right now, the fight, the biggest fight of October, we're gonna, let's, we'll compare the numbers with the, with the Deontay Wilder pay-per-view numbers with the Jake Paul numbers. I'm look, I was watching the press conference today. Le'Veon Bell, for those who don't know, Pittsburgh Steelers, former running back, is fighting Uriah Hall on the undercard of Paul and Silva. So this mm-hmm. fight is picking up a lot of steam. I watched the press conference today. Ariel Hawani did an interview with him. Um, Uriah Hall said, I never heard of this guy. <laughs> you know who he is. I don't watch football. So, um, I mean, Le'Veon Bell, don't get me wrong. He knocked out Adrian Peterson. It's his first pro fight. I mean, it's a spectacle, but a fun spectacle nonetheless. So, I'm looking forward to seeing that whole card. So, yeah, starting right. to, he's starting to gain momentum. Showtime's putting it on. So, I want to, so what I'm basically saying is, we'll compare the page numbers between Deontay Wilder and Jake Paul and Silva to see what more people are into. That'll kind of tell you. The more peers are going to watch the Deontay fight, but the average Joes are going to watch Silva. So we'll see what's more intriguing here. So I think it's going to be interesting this month. See how it plays out. Yeah, I know. We got a lot of stuff coming up here around. This is just a halfway through the month. I mean, the second half is also pretty packed. November looks kind of mm-hmm. good. Just waiting on to see what December is going to provide. Um, Did you ever see that uh, Le'Veon Bell, Adrian Peterson fight they had? You know, I, I watched it and I felt like I lost about 10 minutes of my life. Yeah, um, so this would be a good test a for waste of time. I think the only thing that I enjoyed about it was the fact, you know, I lost a lot of respect for Le'Veon, for Le'Veon Bell, to be honest. 
when he screwed over the Pittsburgh Steelers the way he did. I mean, he basically, in essence, screwed himself over in football. Yeah, because he never had a career after that. Right, he never had anything. I mean, you know, just you're you're not bigger than the team. You know, just just to um, just to clarify, I'm a huge Steelers. And he's still fan. young. He's only 31 too. Eh? He's still a young guy. Well, I mean, if you're not playing football, your body's going to be okay, right? So it yeah. should be so okay. good for him for trying to be a professional boxer, man. If he beats Raya Hall, it's good yeah, for him. Yeah, I, I, I hope Raya Hall kicks his ass, you know, just puts him in place. The one uh, thing that I do like about these guys is they're bringing, like, they're bringing excitement to boxing, right? It's, it's like, I love boxing, don't get me wrong, but sometimes it's boring. Sometimes some of these cards are dull. Like, so you get one big main event and the rest of these guys, like some of the fights, you don't know who they are. Now we're kind of bringing a little more entertainment as you can speak, so to speak, to the fights, which I don't mind it at all. Yeah, I mean. There's I'm, room for both of it, right? You got the celebrity stuff, you can have the, the hardcore I guess, stuff. There's room for it all, right? I guess so. I mean, at the end of the day, I watch the celebrity stuff just because I have to. I mean, I, I, mm-hmm. I'm not geared to it. Maybe I'm old school that way. I just kind of grew up with an old school father who was a no, no, old no, school boxing fan. Stuff. I like um, but ultimately, at the end of the day, like I said, it's like you said, it's just entertainment to me. I don't really see any value in in the in the product itself. Well, I you mean, can look at it this way. This is like you can look at the wrestling of the seventies. Bruno San Martino is trunks wrestling a guy on the ground for It's kind of boring. What did Vince McMahon do? He brought the showtime to it. This is kind of what they're doing here. You know, we're gonna add a little excitement to the WWE style little more better entrances, a little more, you know, swag, so to speak, kind of. I, no, make no, no. I, 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 I get what you're saying. I'm not saying you're wrong in any way. I just, it's not mm. for me. No, it's, fair it's enough. Not, it's not something I would go out of my way to watch if I didn't have to. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm curious only because of Anderson Silva being involved. Yeah. I, don't, I only want to watch that to get Jake Paul, to see Jake Paul get beat up. That's, he might that's, lose. He's not the favorite, yeah. Right? You know, that that's why I'm interested in that fight. Oh, this guy could potentially do something to him. But it's the same thing, though, when Mayweather fought Logan Paul, nobody got hurt, right? But this is going to be a real fight, but the thing is, well, it's like it. a 25-year age gap. And Anderson's old. Jake's young. So he, Jake, I think, will be able Anderson will probably outplay him and win, but Jake will be able to absorb his punches. It's because he's younger and he's bigger, right? It's about almost a 25-year age gap. That's a, that's a lot in fighting. No, it's a lot, but you know, I, I think experience has to speak for something here too, right? Yeah. So that's why I'm saying know. I think Anderson will win, but yeah, I mean, hopefully but Anderson's terms, not on the PEDs anymore. I hope he's off the steroids, so yeah. it's not but no context again. But in terms of all this celebrity stuff and internet influencers and whatnot, I think that's just bullshit waste of time. It really is. Yeah, like I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't care the numbers. I know I don't care who it brings in because I think most of the people that it brings in are like-minded individuals individuals that way anyways. I mean, they're not boxing fans, but they're into that kind of, you know, faux pas style, if you want to call it. So I get it. I'm not saying anything against it. It's not my cup of tea, but I'll watch it just, you know, because it's interesting. Well, yeah, I tell you right now, these Pablos are doing big things because your boy Triple H has got him headlining in Saudi Arabia. We got Jake Paul, we got Logan Paul, so I'm happy for them. If they can get the money, and it's all about money at the end of the day. It's prize fighting, so good for them. No, I, nothing against them. I just saying as as a whole, as a general, mm-hmm. it just doesn't do anything for me, man. Fair enough. Fair enough. Cool, cool, brother. All right, I'll tell you what, let's wrap this up. Uh, we'll get going here. Uh, it's a, just a quick preview show here for all these amazing fights happening this weekend. Yeah, so, it's gonna be a fun weekend, guys. Thank you very much for taking the time out to listen to us and uh, hear us. Oh, one more thing I want to tell the audience. I will be bringing you, what, what flavor do you prefer? Grape, um, strawberry, orange? What's your favorite kind of Gatorade or Powerade? 
Oh, um, I would probably be a grape or fruit punch guy. Okay, I bring you a great prime drink, which is Jake Paul's and KSI's hydration drink on Saturday. You can try it. Oh, okay, okay, cool. Yeah, I, yeah, well, I haven't seen you in a long time, eh? Pretty good, yeah. actually. It's good. I didn't know about until my kid told me about it. He's like, Dad, Jake Paul makes it. He does with KSI. Okay. Mm. Pretty good. It's like a Gatorade, I guess. Cool, cool, yeah. Well, interesting. I, to be fair, you told me about it, but I don't think I've seen it on the It's hard to find. It's not like at your Chevron's at the specialty store with Mr. Munchies or those kind of stores. It's not everywhere yet. Oh, okay, okay. But then again, to be fair, I don't think I look for it either. Yeah. Well, I'll get one. All right, cool, cool. All right, brother man, on that note, okay. let's end this up. Uh, my name is Bobby Sampson. I am joined with Chad Michaels. And in the words of the great ACDC, those like, download, subscribe, podcast, we salute you. We do salute you. And I know this is boxing, but in the infamous words of one Ed Whalen, in the meantime and in between time, that's it for Samp and Chance. Uh, thank you for listening and adios, muchachos. Have a great weekend, everybody.